1,000. Oh, it's, it's lower than that. Oh, God. <laughs> Actually. We're like, we are 1,000 in Catholic podcast in the Las Vegas Diocese. Hey, there you go. That, that's that. Narrow the field down and that'll, that'll be us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, hey, hey. Welcome, everybody, to a special um, bonus episode yeah, of Among kind of Wolves. Um, this episode, we are going to not really talk too much, but we're going to let you enjoy a uh, nice talk that, uh, um, I almost call him father again, <laughs> Bishop uh, Greg, for our auxiliary bishop here in, um, here in the Diocese of Las Vegas, Gave a nice little talk for about, what, a half hour? 30 minutes, yep. 30 minutes, 34 minutes, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, uh, about prayer and uh, vocations and stuff like that. Well, a little bit at the end. Oh, yeah, discernment. Discernment. Yes. A little bit there. And uh, we had uh, an event. Gosh, you, you got to edit this part. <laughs> we had an event at a place called True Brew. True Brew. Shout out to True Brew. That was a really good time. A nicely um, Catholic-owned facility that uh, uh, they let us use their space. And um, it was really cool to see how many people were there. There was there was a packed house. Yeah, they, we fit a lot of people. I was sweating the whole time because there were so many people in yeah. there. Yeah, I had a sweet spot because I was, you know, recording. But but I had that nice little chair and a little table to myself. It was kind of nice to be away from people. But um, but yeah, it was super crowded, and it was a lot of uh, there was a lot of people that I hadn't seen in a long time that were there, which was really awesome. So the event is called um, Coffee and Creed. Coffee and Creed. Yeah, so they're going to try to do it monthly. This was the first one with Bishop Gordon on there, and it was uh, um, it, it was it was really good, really super well attended. Um, and it looked like the format was like about an hour of social at the beginning, and then uh, there was some music going on, and uh, then Bishop spoke for about a half an hour, and then um, there's a little bit more social time at the very end to kind of digest all that stuff, and that was it. We left. It was kind of like a, a theology on tap, but we can't call it that because that's copywritten. Yes. <laughs> like, yeah, like at uh, <laughs> the Newman Center we were doing – uh, theology on tap yeah. and then we were trying to come up with some other name for it yeah. because of that yeah it'd be like uh, um, theology with drinks <laughs> so yeah it's a good stuff uh, True Brew is a nice place it's on uh, yeah. Seven Hills yep right there off of um, St. Rose St. Rose yeah my old stomping grounds where I used to live across the street what do you think of uh, before we uh, jump in there? What are some things that you you thought about Bishop's talk or anything like that? Did you want to wait? No, we got to put that at the end. Oh, we got to put it at the end. Okay, okay. So we're gonna jump into Bishop's talk right now. Then yes, so, so we'll jump into Bishop's talk right now, and then hang out at the end for some uh, Among Wolves insights and thoughts and all the things. All right, here's okay. Bishop. Uh, for those of you who drink coffee, coffee helps with meditation. For those of you who don't drink coffee, you know what? It's just the aroma of coffee helps with, helps with meditation. In other words, coffee is very good for our prayer life. And I think that's a, a kind of a, just a very human saying that uh, Venerable Fulton Sheen has shared with us. Um, prayer and discernment. In the, in the catechism of the Catholic Church, there are different... Um, areas of our faith 
that are treated very comprehensively. And I have to say this to all the, the young adults of Las Vegas. If you don't have a copy of this, uh, $9.99. <laughs> I can't give it away like Hector's giveaways, but it's probably one of the best the best investments you could possibly make in, in, in your life, especially as we delve into the, uh, the way of prayer. It's a, the creed, the sacraments, the commandments, and then prayer. So what we're, we're really doing is we're starting with uh, the fourth uh, stool, the four, fourth uh, leg of the catechism, which is, which is prayer. And it's such a beautiful uh, reflection to, to make. First of all, we have Jesus as our model of prayer and as our teacher of prayer. And we don't have to go very far to meet Jesus as our model and as our teacher in prayer. Where do, we, where do we meet Jesus? Where do we hear Jesus? In the Holy Gospel. So the Holy Gospel that's proclaimed at Holy Mass is our encounter with Jesus, and it just so happens, it's, there's never anything accidental, it's always providential, but providentially, last Sunday's Gospel was a Gospel about Jesus teaching us on prayer. And next Sunday's gospel, providentially, is very much a gospel on Jesus teaching us prayer. First, the, the, the that of prayer, and then the, the how of prayer, and the, the ways of prayer. So there are two of the scriptures that I'd like to um, share with you tonight as a, as a kind of a beginning of our prayer discernment meditation. So if, if you would uh, allow me, let's, let's listen to our Lord in St. Luke's Gospel, chapter 10. St. Luke's Gospel, chapter 10 was last week. St. Luke's Gospel, chapter 11, next week. As they continued their journey, he entered a village where a woman whose name was Martha welcomed him. She had a sister named Mary who sat beside the Lord at his feet listening to him speak. Martha, burdened with much serving, came to him and said, Lord, do you not care that my sister has left me by myself to do the serving? Tell her to help me. The Lord said to her in reply, Martha, Martha, you're anxious and worried about many things. There is need of only one thing. Mary has chosen the better part, and it will not be taken from the gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. What a, what a beautiful uh, meeting with Jesus we had last Sunday in the house of Martha and Mary and Lazarus in Bethany and Jesus sharing those words because uh, Martha and Mary didn't realize at the time who Jesus was, the Son of God, the, uh, the author of, of, of all blessings, all life, sharing the words of eternal life, but yet they welcomed him. They welcomed him like, uh, like true brew is welcoming us tonight, opening their house, serving a meal, ser ser serving 
and attending to Jesus and his disciples. But uh, in the midst of that, uh, a conflict ensued. Now, we, we probably don't understand that because we probably don't have conflicts at all in our families, right? <laughs> we, we do, we do. Uh, but, uh, but here it was Martha and Mary who were seeing things a little differently. And finally, Martha was moved to, to speak out and, and t- to ask Jesus to tell her sister to help her. And what did Jesus say? You're anxious. You're worried. You're distracted. Sometimes that's us in, in life, isn't it? We, we, we become anxious. We, we become worried. We oftentimes get distracted. And Jesus is teaching us through his words to Martha and the example of Mary, what he asks of us is listening to him without distraction. That's kind of the, the, the foundation, the, the, the fundament of prayer, to, uh, to listen to the Lord, meditate on his word, without distraction or with as little distraction as we can offer to him. Isn't it true that when we think about prayer, we often think of just the opposite. We think about prayer as saying things, vocal prayer. And that is part, that's, uh, that's part of who we are as, as Catholic Christians in our, in our uh, lives of, of worship. There, there are many prayers that we, we know and we say and we, we really say, say with all our heart the Lord's Prayer. We'll get to that in a little bit. The, the Hail Mary, which we prayed together tonight. Um, and those things are important, and those things stay with us for, forever. Just, uh, I'd like to share uh, one remembrance. Um, going to um, visit somebody who is, whose family was requesting the anointing of the sick. Their mother was dying, and she had dementia. And she didn't recognize her children anymore. But when we got together, and when we prayed, especially preparing her for the the sacrament of the anointing of the sick. You say, uh, let's pray together. Hail Mary, full of grace. And, and all of a sudden, her lips are moving. And they're praying those pray- prayers, or even if, even if the, the, in, weak, in a weakened state, you can't say them out loud audibly, you could see that, that she's praying everything that we're praying. It's, it's, uh, it's, it's, so uh, in the heart of the believer to pray uh, those, those vocal prayers we've learned, which is, as we know, the prayer of the angel, the prayer of Elizabeth, the prayer of the church. So it's beautiful to, to see how important vocal prayer is in the life of a Catholic Christian from childhood until our last breath, just like, just like with that uh, beautiful woman ready to go home to meet the Lord. But what the gospel teaches us is that prayer is first about listening. Listening attentively and allowing the Lord to speak to us. And that's that's really what meditation is. So uh, uh, if we we start with meditation, we start with Jesus. Jesus is the the beginning of our life of prayer. He, He speaks to us. He teaches us. We don't have to say a word. We just have to be there for him. Be with Christ. There are a lot of ways 
for us as young adults to, to be with Christ, aren't there? Uh, some, some ways are just being able to pray the gospel. Pray, have, have our scripture with us at, at, at home and, and finding some time, 15 minutes, half an hour, to spend with him in his holy word. Of course, part of that time is, is, is mass, is uh, meeting Jesus word and receiving his body and blood as well. And, and, and part of that could just be the, the, the finding the very quiet places in a, sometimes a very hectic city like Las Vegas where there's a lot of noise and there are a lot of lights and sometimes that gets in the way too of our life of prayer. So we have to actually find those places of retreat where we can go and really hear the Lord speak to us just like speaking to Mary and all of us. And there are those places, right? There, there are those places in our, in our midst where we can go and retreat with the Lord. Um, who here in the, uh, the young adult group knows about some of our um, adoration chapels in the Diocese of Las Vegas? Any, anybody is a, is a visitor or a prayer or a frequenter of our adoration chapels? Yes. And, and, and you know, th- thanks, you know that there, there is one that's fit, fitting Las Vegas open 24 hours. It's there for us so we can pray in the presence of the Lord, meditate on the word of the Lord whenever we want. Uh, if you don't know, I saw, saw some of you are from there, that, that's uh, St. Bridget Parish. So St. Bridget Parish has a 24-hour adoration chapel, and it's a gift to the whole Diocese of Las Vegas. There are many of our parishes that also have adoration times during the day where we can go in, in the quiet of, uh, of the Lord's presence and the quiet of our hearts and enter into prayer. So I think uh, the, the, the one thing that we, we really have to say is it's not so much the words, it's just the being with the Lord. St. John Vianney, patron saint of, of parish priests, and we do future parish priests here in, in our midst, our, our seminarians, seminarians-to-be, and our deacon. Um, but uh, but uh, St. John Vianney asked uh, a man he saw in, in his church, in, in ours, what, 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 are you, uh, what are you doing here in the church all, all, all this time? He says, I look at the Lord, and the Lord looks at me. In other words, sometimes it's, it's even beyond meditation. It just becomes uh, contemplation. The lover beholding the beloved. And that's part, part of uh, our time with Jesus as well. So these, these things, I think, are foundational for us to uh, live lives of prayer and to grow in prayer. But Jesus sometimes has to remind us. What did he say to, to Martha? He said, Martha, Martha. Well, you know what Jesus sometimes says to us? Greg, Greg, when he wants to call us to a deeper intimacy than we're offering to him right now. So as busy as our lives are, as busy as our lives may become, we're called by the Lord Jesus to spend time with the Lord alone. I mentioned Adoration Chapel because that is something we have in the Diocese of Las Vegas. There are other things that that we don't have in the Diocese of Las Vegas, but in meeting all of you as you're coming in, I see many of you are newcomers to our our local church, to our particular church, come from other places. But uh, here in the Diocese of Las Vegas, we don't have a retreat house per se, but there are places where one can go and retreat with the Lord, whether it's for one day, 
or we, we priests of the diocese just came back from a, a retreat for five days with the Carmelites in Alhambra, California, where sometimes there's an eight-day retreat, or there can be, I think some of our seminarians in first theology in the middle of a 30-day retreat. I think they started that at St. John's Camarillo this, uh, this past uh, July. So all of those things are, are wonderful opportunities to take advantage of. And sometimes we, we need to. So when, when the, the, the Lord gives us that sense that things have gotten too busy, or we are, like Martha, too anxious, or too worried, or too distracted, retreat with him. It's, it's, it's something that, that we, we can do with relative, with relative ease, and even in the retreat houses around our, our diocese. One way that we retreat with the Lord is, is uh, it's already built in to our, our life Sunday. Isn't Sunday such an important day because it's a day that the Lord invites us to spend with him, right? We say Sunday, but it, it, I guess the, the Lord's Day is, is what it is. It's the Lord's Day. So we're invited to um, renew our total love for him, rededicate our lives to him, offer him the most perfect prayer, which is really the, the sacrifice of Christ to the Father and the Holy Spirit, to which we are all united. We're all a part of that prayer. Um, so uh, that, that's also part of our retreating with the Lord, letting him reveal himself to us in the Mass. Um, a priest friend of mine sh- shared this with me um, because the, I think if there is one thing that's difficult in prayer, it is making it a part of our uh, schedule. And we all have different schedules. And we're all different persons. Some of us are morning persons. I wish I were a morning person. I'm, I'm a, a ter- terribly not a morning person and evening person, which means I'm more a- a- alert for prayer later in the day. But a priest friend of mine shared, you know what, Greg, if you don't schedule it in, if you don't schedule him in, you schedule him out. So, so it, it is, is really important to look at our day. Where have we scheduled him in? And whether it's mass or for, for us uh, priests or deacons, there's the liturgy of the hours. Where's, uh, where's AJ? He, you, you promised that to me the, the, a few days ago, the pray, pray, praying the prayer of the church, the liturgy of the hours. Uh, and so, so those things, sometimes the church helps us to schedule in. But we have to do it ourselves, and, it, and it's everyone in the church. Um, prayer is as important to our relationship to God as communication is in our relationship with one another, with our family, with our friends, with our spouses, with our children. Um, the, 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 all, all of that is, is necessary for prayer. So that, that's kind of the, uh, the, the basis is meditating, just listening to the Lord. But then comes next Sunday, and we, we greet the Lord again in this Holy Gospel. He greets us, and we hear something else that's, that's very important about prayer. And that is, what, what form does prayer take and what attitude should we have when we pray? So this is, uh, this is a little bit of S- Sunday Mass a couple days ahead. Um, this is now Luke chapter 11. He was praying in a certain place, and when he had finished, one of the disciples said to him, Lord, teach us to pray, just as John taught his disciples. He said to them, when you pray, say, Father, hallowed be your name, your kingdom come. 
Give us each day our daily bread. Forgive us our sins as we ourselves forgive everyone in debt to us. Do not subject us to the final test. So it's the, it's the Our Father. It's the Lord's Prayer, St. Luke's version, the shorter version, right? That we have uh, in St. Matthew's Gospel, uh, the Lord teaching his disciples how to pray as the, as the new Moses on the mount. And here we have Jesus teaching his disciples how to pray in the, the most basic form. But I think it is important for us to hear those four intentions that Jesus identifies as part and parcel of his disciples' prayers. First one is, thy kingdom come. You know, Jesus has, has brought about his kingdom through his incarnation, through the crucifixion and redemption. Those things that seem powerless are so powerful that, that yield peace in our world, that yield conversion in the hearts of all. So, so that first intercession, that first intention, thy kingdom come, means so much. It's a, it's a calling forth for his kingdom to, to, to reign in our world, in our country, in, in our hearts. Um, then the, the second intention, give us our daily bread. That, 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 that obviously means everything, all of the necessities of life, but it also is a reminder that everything we have is his gift to us. It's not ours, it's not, it's not our creation, it's his creation and his sharing in mercy to us. That third uh, uh, request, uh, the, the uh, forgive us our sins, um, you know, that, that reminds us that mercy is at the heart of a Christian's life. And it, it's kind of a... Uh, um, Two-edged, isn't it? Forgive us our sins as we forgive those to, who, who sin against us. So he's really calling us to be, to be merciful, to be understanding, to be forgiving toward one another. And finally, uh, deliver us from the final test. We all are going to be, be uh, subject to, to, to the, the final test in the sense of the Lord's judgment. But may we, may we meet him at that hour of judgment, at that hour of death, in, in his love in a state of grace, not in, 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 a, in a state of sin. So, so th- those are the beautiful prayers, the beautiful intentions that Jesus says to his disciples when they're saying, teach us how to pray. They're saying, be sure to include these, uh, these four things in your prayer. Later on in, in the 11th chapter of St. Luke, Jesus goes on and says, remember, you, you not only have to make those your intentions, but you have to do so with trust and with perseverance. And, uh, and then the, the very end of, of the, this chapter, Jesus says something that's so important. How much more will the Father in heaven give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? What, what, what is one of the, the big, or could be one of the big stumbling blocks in prayer? That we pray and we, we hear silence. We pray and we don't, seemingly we don't, receive a response from our prayer. But you know what? What, what Jesus says in, in, in Luke 11 is, is very important. We always receive a response from our prayer. Jesus, who asks us to listen to him, is also listening to us, and he will give us an outpouring of the Holy Spirit for those who ask him. It may not be the, the, the prayer that we're, the intention or the end that we're looking for, and maybe that's why it seems like we haven't been heard, but it is the Lord 
acting in our lives, pouring his Holy Spirit into our lives, and, uh, and filling us with, with his, his, uh, his love. I didn't get quite get to discernment yet, but I, I, I do want, I just, I just want to, 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 because prayer and discernment, I just want you to know that uh, anxious, anxious and worried des- describes the, the state of our, our world today with wars among nations, with culture wars in our nation. Um, and when that anxiety sets in, we have to sit and listen at the foot of the Lord, just, just like Mary. But we also have to do that in order to discern his will in our lives. Um, our vocation. Now, I, I, I would fail in, in, in coming here and speaking to the young adults of Las Vegas if I didn't ask you all to bring to prayer in a discerning way a, a, a plea to the Lord to help you discern your vocations. In other words, to discern... Of all the Christian states of life, which one is he calling you to? And among them are the priesthood and religious life and married life and the single state. And they're all beautiful vocations. And they're all ways in which we are saying yes to the Lord in his helping us to discern. Thy will be done. His will to be done in our lives. And also how to serve him in the church, how, how to use the gifts that he's given to us to strengthen the body of Christ. Uh, some of us, as we heard earlier today, are, are so, have beautiful voices, or they have beautiful musical talent, or they have strengths, or they have other gifts. Uh, to, to give them back to the Lord is also part of our discernment. And remember that we, we are blessed. We Human beings, human persons are blessed with a particular faculty. We have, we have a conscience. The Lord has given us a conscience. The ability to, to discern right from wrong, good from evil. Of course, that conscience has to be uh, formed and formed well. And that's why the sacred scripture and the catechism of the Catholic Church and, uh, and all of the, uh, the spiritual masters can help our consciences be formed well. But, uh, but also to... Uh, to discern what he wants of us in our lives. So to, to, to grow in, in conscience, to grow in discernment. And of course, that also always means sometimes to say, Lord, I failed. I, 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 I goofed. I, I, I sinned. And so uh, when, as we examine our conscience, that also is sometimes a call to return to the Lord. So we can't talk about conscience and, uh, and uh, following it and examining it without also remembering the great gift of the sacraments of healing, including the sacrament of confession, which has to be a, a part of every young adult's life uh, if we're going to draw closer to the Lord uh, week after week, uh, day after day. There, in the footnotes of the Catechism of the Catholic Church are some beautiful quotes from saints. Here's one I'd, I'd like to share with you, which to me, when it comes to what prayer is, speaks to my heart. St. Teresa of Avila. And she, she wrote, All difficulties in prayer have but one cause, praying as if God were not there. And I, I think to myself, how often do we pray and we're directing our prayers to God, we're addressing the Lord, we could be on our knees addressing the Lord, but, but are we giving ourselves completely to Him or are we holding back 
and sometimes um, uh, feeling that we can do this or solve this or resolve this and not giving ourselves over to the Lord the way in which he calls his disciples to do so. So I like St. Teresa. I like St. Teresa of Avila. And it's kind of a reminder for us to, to move uh, beyond ourselves and ultimately place ourselves in the loving arms of our Heavenly Father and his Son, Jesus Christ. I've spoken too much. But t- tonight's not about, about me and my, uh, sh- just sharing on prayer discernment, but it's ab- about your sharing. And I do want to say this, and, and Hector, I hope I'm not uh, uh, ex- exceeding my, my limit, but I think we, we want to uh, allow opportunities for, for our young adults to share any questions that they might have. <laughs> so what were your, some of your thoughts on uh, um, the thing? Bishop's the, talk. The talk. Yeah. It was good. It was. Um, I like how he used the scripture. Yeah. And, you know, it was very engaging. Like, I think I could listen to him talk. For, yeah. He's got that voice. Yeah. yeah. And he seems. He seems very into something, without being overexcited. Right. Like you can hear like the passion in his voice without being passionate. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. He's got that contemplative like um, demeanor. That uh, that that. Hey, this is real for me, and I want it to be real for you. Type deal, you know. That's that's pretty awesome. Yeah, yeah. Um, one of the things that I really liked in there was at the very beginning he had mentioned um, if you don't schedule him in, then you're scheduling him out. That was a good part that too, because part. I realized that you know there is there's been many times where I've heard like you need to schedule this because. Yes. If you don't, or, you know, you don't, you just think it's going to happen. Right. But then you've, like, why do I need to schedule my prayer time? I just do it. Well. Yeah. No, you, you really don't. do. Like, that's that's one thing that, for me, is, like, I have that morning prayer time where, like, right now with the kids on, on vacation, it's a, it's a little bit more difficult because, like, they want to bug me, but they know that's my morning prayer time, right? And, I was going to say, in the summertime, like, everything's cut out. I know. Yeah, that's true. But and so Gemma came out this morning while I was while I was out there praying and, and doing my thing, and um, she was talking to me about stuff. And I'm like, okay, well you can come out here, but you know this is the quiet place. And she's like, oh yeah, I know. <laughs> and then are you in the backyard? I'm, I'm in the balcony. I go in the balcony upstairs. Yeah, oh, nice that's little chair. Nice. I it's wish I had a balcony. Nice. Now. My yeah. parents had a balcony there. You know that they probably never used enough. Uh huh. But I could see me using it. Oh man, that's my spot. It's I, a tough, tough town to have balconies. Though. Oh, it is. It is. Yeah, because it's super hot. But what nice? What's what helps with us is like we got that. Our whole backyard faces the south, and so um, I'm sorry, faces the north. And so our, and our house is so far like like south that we don't get the sun back there very often. And so Good. like it's it's even though we're in the hundred whatever degree weather, it's a lot cooler in our backyard than most places. And so I'll sit back there in the mornings um, and I'll do my rosary and I'll do my spiritual reading and stuff like that. Uh, and then, um, and then that's it. You know, it's about, it's about 45 minutes to an hour. Uh, I try to get there. If not, if it's 30 minutes then I'll do the, I'll do more when I get to work or whatever. I'll try to save the last little bit of work to, to pray in the sanctuary before I head out. So that way I'm not like heading out and, um, 
being super exhausted because I used to go to work like, okay, now I got to get out of here. I got to rush out of here. I'll work very, right to the minute of, of, uh, of the time or whatever. And then I'd be like, I got to rush out of here. And then I'd come home and I'd just be like, oh, I can't breathe. I'm so tired. Get away from me, everybody. So I started taking like 20 minutes or whatever before I, before I leave work to kind of pray and decompress and stuff like that. It's, it, I mean, it's been really helpful. Oh, so you're able to do it at work? Oh, yeah. Because, yeah. like, honestly, I feel like I'd be like, oh, I'd go pray every day if I were at church. But then again, I'd be at work. So yeah. it's like. Exactly. Then that's, I got to get out of here. That's the contrast. Is like, And that's why a lot of youth ministers or a lot of people that start working for the church, the first thing that goes is their prayer life. Because, like, they pray at the youth group or at the class or whatever like that. And that becomes their prayer life, you know. Uh, and that can't that can't happen. Like you have to be able to uh, have your a real prayer life that's just your own. And you know, mine's not mine's not super great all the time. But I am like I consciously work on it, and I know like I can feel it whenever I'm screwing up. And that's that that's that piece that I love so much about his talk of that like if you don't schedule it him in, you schedule him out. You know, and that's what really stuck with me because you know, I feel it. You know, yeah. No, I like that. That that's probably actually now you think about it, that's probably the the biggest thing I got out of it too. Right. Oh, that's okay. You can drop those off. Oh, we got some. We're getting in and out delivery. Hi, Elisa. How's it going? Hi, Elisa. Elisa's here dropping off in and out and but running away she, from the microphone. A future a future podcast guest if she plays her cards right. <laughs> All right. Anything else you want to talk about the talk? Oh. Not, not as much. The night itself was... Go for it. Yeah, let's do it. I really like the fact that we got so many people to come mm-hmm. and fill the place up. And hopefully, they, you know, they all spent money at True Brew. And, yeah, it helps and, support that business. Absolutely. Yeah, it's a good business. And, and they seem like really nice people. And yeah. one of the girls working there was in your confirmation class. I know. Wasn't that cool? Class. Yeah. Yeah, she was in my class, but whatever. Yeah. Uh, that's, that's why she's working for a Catholic restaurant. Yeah, opposed to <laughs> stripping or something because she was in my class. <laughs> Only Neil would know if he goes to the strip club. I was in your confirmation class. <laughs> oh, Shh. let's keep this on the down low. Cinnamon. <laughs> yeah, no, I hope that never happens ever. Um, both the, you going to the strip club and a former confirmation student being there. Those probably, both things. Probably, sound probably less likely it both happens at the same time. <laughs> But but all seriousness, it was really good, and there were a lot of the seminarians showed it up. It was. It was great to see all them. Yeah, and we're talking to those guys. Uh, AJ was there. AJ Deacon AJ now Deacon AJ. Oh, I know. Yeah. It's so cool. I'm so proud of him. That's so awesome. Yeah, and uh, a lot of people we haven't seen for people from a lot of different parishes, yep. a lot of different youth groups, a lot Prince of different of peace stuff. Represent. That, I saw that. Peace yeah. was there. Yeah, Saint Anthony's. A lot of our friends. Yeah, it was a good time. You know. Yeah. yeah. So it was good to see everybody, and and I hope. My main, I don't want to sound like the cynical Neil, but it's like I really hope it holds on because, right. like I was um, saying, probably off air with it or or before it was with uh, UNLV when we started up Project Genesis and and uh, Father Albert wanted to do theology on tap. So mm-hmm. we kind of, there are a few of us who did the retreat who kind of helped with the theology on tap. And that first, the first one we had. Hat was with uh, Bishop Pepe, right? And like I swear, we filled up the whole meeting space for you know for the Newman Center. Like it was just 
yeah, like you said, it was jam packed. The whole place was filled, yeah. and then over the time, it just whittled down, and then it was you know a decent group or stuff right. like that. But like that first one, it was everybody. That is the struggle with with events like this, and um, one thing that that I I don't really know how how they continue to catch is that is that uh, rate of diminishing returns. Because I can I can see a lot of um, and that's I think that's the same thing with prayer. So I'm glad that this kind of started off with prayer because that's the same thing, right? So whenever we start our prayer life, we're like, yeah, I'm going to pray the rosary every day or whatever. I'm doing all five decades. I'm doing everything. <laughs> I'm going to do adoration every week, and right. then it's like I'll do adoration every month. I'll and do adoration once a year. I'll receive communion once a year because I have to. Right, and it's and it's not that it's not that. There's malice in it at all. It was, that was the other great thing that he said that was that quote from Teresa of Avila. That was that, like, um, the, the primary struggle in prayer is that we pray be, be, as if God is not there. And, you know, that's, that's where that diminishing return starts coming. Is like we, we feel like the absence of God in prayer, and so we, we slowly back away from our prayer. Right. And that's, I think, the same thing. Like we're thing not with, getting something right. out of it. And I think that's the same thing from these events. Like, whenever we have um, events like this one, like, they went, like, I was super pumped. It was great. There was a lot of people there. And then the next one shows up, and they're like, well, I went, I went to the last one, or this one, you know, I don't know the speaker, or whatever happens to be, or I don't know anybody who's going, so, like, I'm not going to go. And so less people come, uh, and it kind of just diminishes from there. It's that rate of diminishing return because there is no, like, um, I, sometimes I feel like there there might not be a, a goal as to why am I going in the first place, you know, like why am I praying in the first place? Am I praying so I might get something out of prayer? Is that what I'm doing? Am I am I paying my God tax? Right, right. Or am I am I praying because whether I feel it or not, I'm experiencing God. I'm in communion with God. Right. You know, am I going to these uh, young adults things because I want to like meet some cool people or have a cool experience? And feel really great afterwards? Or am I going there because I authentically want to grow my faith? I want to know more. I struggle with prayer, and I want to know how to pray better. I struggle with evangelization. I want to know how to evangelize my friends. You know, that's the next one that they're talking about with uh, with Mark Sarah is going to be on evangelization. Which is August 18th. That is August 18th. Six o'clock. And so I think that, I think that that's where it's at, is like, why do why do we go in the first place? Why do we pray in the first place? What's the point? You know, and if we don't have an answer to that, then I think all these are going to have a diminishing return. Like if we don't have a clear purpose as to why I'm going to this thing, is it just a cool experience, or am I going there because I authentically want to grow in my faith, and I'm going to do everything that it takes to to do that and bear fruit? You know. Anyway, that was that was weird. That came out of nowhere. No, that's how this rolls. <laughs> that is how this rolls. Yeah, that's if you guys are listening to the show, you know. All right, anything you want to wrap this sucker up? No, uh, yeah, pretty much. I'm thinking. Um, hopefully soon we'll do another uh, podcast soon because school's starting up. We'll do a summertime recap. Yeah, um, you guys Lisa love and I those. went to North Carolina. We'll hear about that. Like and Steubenville. David went to Steubenville in Arizona this time. Oh, that was terrible. We will talk about that later. I, I, uh, I renounce Arizona. I'm taking it off my flags. Like, I'm going to have 49 stars on my flags. I, I renounce that state. Wow. <laughs> Don't worry, Arizona. I still love you. No, no. I'll be cold dead in my grave before I recognize Arizona. Wow. Wow. <laughs> if anything makes you want to listen to our next episode, that's the one. <laughs> 
So, <laughs> oh, also, we'll be going to the uh, Diocesan Conference, conference in September. Mm-hmm. We already, I already talked to Connie today. She nice. said, "She said, do you want the same table that you had yes, last year? We do, I said, Connie. yes, I do. I think that was a very good <laughs> table. such a great table. So I pretty much, I think I locked it in with her. Oh, so great. It was a good table. And if you're at the Diocesan Conference, please come by. Tell us you like our show. Well, tell us you want to, or tell us you don't like our show. Yeah, absolutely. We'll take that. Yeah. Yeah. We'll take some feedback or something, yeah. and then maybe you can get on the air. <laughs> yeah, yeah, get on the air. Um, uh, you want to take us out? Like, okay, uh, well, everybody, um, yeah, follow us on the Insta Insta. Um, I know that uh, we don't do much on Facebook, but you can do that too. But David's trying to do a lot more with Insta Insta. Also, check the uh, Instagram for what is it? Uh, the Las Vegas YA. Or? Yeah, l- no, it's oh, it's Vegas YA Ministry, I think. Is uh, the young adult ministry that was putting on this uh, the True Brew event, and we'll mm-hmm. put on the Coffee and Creed again uh, next month and, and for a while now. So that's pretty. Yeah, awesome. yeah. So Hector was running that today, and and so if you want to, if you're uh, interested in the young adults, or if you are one, and and you can um, click on that, and you know maybe you can know more about these True Brew, um, Coffee and Creed. And, and uh, they serve beer. They serve beer. <laughs> yes. Just to let you know that uh, I was drinking uh, uh, Big Dogs. It's a local brewery yeah. here in town on the west side. And I got the uh, the lager pretty good. And David got the... Uh, the Sierra Nevada IPA. And the Neil, hazy. Yeah, the hazy IPA. Yeah. And Neil bought my second one, which was wonderful. Well, you know, I try. Yeah. Thank you very much. Appreciate that. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. So... Uh, hit up those two Instagrams. Look for us um, at, at Among your, Wolves Pod. Yes, and Vegas and, YA Ministry. Yep, do all those things. So um, we're very happy that we were able to be able to hear Bishop talk. We're very happy to see such a strong group absolutely show up. And um, oh, and Sarah and uh, and Raf. Yeah, doing, Sarah uh, Raf did music and stuff like that. that. Was awesome. Did some live music, and then they did some for you know we probably put some. I'll see if I can cut it in there because some of it was hard to hard to pick up, but I'll see if I can cut it in there. Yeah, it turns out I couldn't cut it in there. Sorry. You know, they did the music, so that was great, and uh, you probably heard it or didn't. Yeah. <laughs> or copyright, let us not put it in there. Yeah, if we're I under, can do eight seconds. I think it's under 30, is it? It's oh. under eight seconds. That's or it? Else I get, yeah, or else I get flagged yeah, every single time. MFers. I know. But, <laughs> so, you know, that's the deal. So um, we'll, we'll get another episode out sooner or later, and uh, I don't know. Well, I hope you had a good time, and uh, amen and God bless. All right. Sounds good.